All right, let's make this happen in three, two, one, 7 a.m. November 5th, 2022. It's me, it's me, it's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose live on the line with two special people. One, the first that you know and love, Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Solid kickoff last night. And uh, awesome, to, awesome slate of football today. So I'm excited. Couple fun facts here on our coffee and quick picks. The first is the lights did get shut out last night on that game for me when it was 21-21. Might have swung the momentum. Fun fact number two: uh, when we started this back in September, I would look out my window and I used to be able to see the sun, and that is no longer here. So to brighten up this episode. Uh, a a a what is it? A Percocet, if you will. Fred, the pharmacist. Welcome back to Coffee and Quick Picks. You know, I don't have any Percocets, but uh, you know, the, today's going to be a great day. College football. I have a little bit of redemption. I was one and three the last time I was on, so let's make it happen today. I appreciate the fact that not only does everyone remember their record, but everyone else remembers their record. So it's like you have to come on, like you you are not absolved of your sins. Now I've been sitting all year. Now I'm taking. I'm only taking two today, guys. I've got the over for Western Kentucky and Charlotte. I, I made a. A little bit of a game time decision this morning. I, I put it down to 72. I think it was 72 and a half. And I'm sitting there trying to find, like, what's the worst possible scenario? And that would be 41-31, especially after what happened with the Coastal Carolina App State. Um, if I would have got that at 63 and a half and I would have dropped it down like I usually do, at least would have been a push. But it, it just feels like Reynolds and the Charlotte offense are going to come together. Reed's back. And uh, they've had a week off um, Western Kentucky to kind of get their stuff in order. I don't think they're ever going to solve anything on the defensive side of the ball, either of these two teams. But I think that there's definitely some good opportunity to uh, put some points on the board. And then I'm going to go over for uh, Baylor and Oklahoma. It's at 61. I'm going to take that. I think that uh, with Dylan Gabriel back and uh, Baylor's starting quarterback is is still holding after he played last week with Texas Tech. He didn't sustain any injuries. So it just feels like this is an old Big 12 matchup that, you know, kind of flew under the radar this week. Both teams looking for bowl eligibility. I don't think they tighten up. I think they play big. So there's my two. I'll have a parlay or two in there. I've moved some lines around. There's been some DK boosts, um, but I'll put those on Twitter. So Fermi, go ahead. What do you got? All right, I got probably the fastest college game of the year. It might be a two-hour game. I'm taking under 41 Air Force at Army in just a, a flat-out run fest. Um, I, but I do think it's going to be a very low-scoring game, like 17-10, but not surprise me at all. Um, I'm going over 49 for that Maryland-Wisconsin game, which would be a high-scoring Big Ten game, but I think it happens. Under 65, Tennessee at Georgia. I'm going to be tuning into that one anyway, so I'm glad I have something on it. Middle Tennessee at Louisiana Tech, over 63. I think that's that's just going to be up and down. And then I'm taking North Carolina, minus 7 at Virginia. I did move that uh, Middle Tennessee La Tech line of one of my parlays. So I, I do think that game, I like that game to go over for me. I just moved it just, just in case. So, Fred... What are we picking this morning, man? What are, what are we what are we putting in our little seven day uh, pill packet as we go on vacation, man? What are we doing here? 
Um, well, I have to say, I, I do like that uh, that North Carolina uh, UVA uh, game that Fermi picked. Uh, it's not it's not on my slate, but these these teams here in Virginia, they're just devastated, devastated that Liberty and Old Dominion and James Madison are you know the, the the talk of the town in Virginia Tech of Virginia. I think they've been looking forward to basketball since Labor Day weekend. Um, my first game is uh, Texas-Kansas State over 54-and-a-half. Um, I think the over-under is way too low. Both teams get into the 30s, um, and they both played, I think, Iowa State, so that, that caused their um, team average to go down. And Texas coming off the bye and getting healthier, I just think that, uh, you know, no matter if it's Will Howard or if it's Adrian Martinez, I think this game might get into the 30s for both teams. So I like the over there. Um, Arkansas, minus 14 and a half. Now, I normally don't like lines that are like that, 14 and a half. But, um, you know, Liberty, they're coming, they're coming off a bye, and they might have one of the biggest wins against BYU. Um this season uh, a couple weeks ago, but rumor is they might be playing their fourth string quarterback this week because um, the first string is um, under the weather and uh, Charlie Brewer's not ready yet. So I think that there's, there's a chance they might be playing their fourth string quarterback. And last year when they traveled to Ole Miss, they didn't look great. That was with Malik Willis. I think that Liberty will um, not do so well today in Arkansas. Um, KJ Jefferson, Raheem Sanders, they have uh, big games today. Uh, Clemson minus three and a half. Um, I know Notre Dame will try to slow the tempo, but I don't think they'll be able to run against Clemson's defensive line. Um, it doesn't matter which quarterback that Clemson's uh, playing this week. I, I think that they are able to cover that. Um, I have the Penn State under. 51 and a half. Uh, rumor is that there are a lot of wins out there in Bloomington today. I think it's going to be uh, run the ball, get out with the wind in, in Indiana. And I think Penn State, um, Penn State will win, but um, I, I like the under better at 51 and a half. And my last game is Washington State, minus three and a half, going to Stanford. Stanford hasn't scored. More than 17 points in three weeks. Um, Washington State might have the best defense in the Pac-12. And, you know, I was talking to the big cat. Um, he's devastated that the Stanford tree, you know, it, it won't be there, that the Stanford <laughs> tree suspended. Um, he's a big fan of trees and uh, dendrology, so I think it'll have an effect on the team and the 500 fans that are in the stands. So I think that... Uh, I think that's that uh, Stanford's not going to do so well today, so I like the Washington State minus three and a half. You know, th that is a sneaky team, and and it's it's sad. It's actually really ugly sometimes, guys, to look at those um, at those crowds. I mean, there are bigger crowds in the Sun Belt than than there are in some of these games combined. Uh, what is happening out there? Why is that happening? I I, I saw that before. Fermi, take this one first, real quick. Why, why is that happening? Well, I just think, I mean, first of all, the, the, the smaller conferences have smaller stadiums. And if those teams are doing well, everybody goes. I mean, it's a packed house, even though it may only seat 
40,000 people or, you know what I mean? Um, also, I, I don't know. I mean, the West Coast football, because it's so late for me on the East Coast, I only catch a handful of games every year of those 10 o'clock, you know, kickoffs and stuff. So I just never get to see how how those stadiums are. I mean, of course, the big games um, fill it up, like Oregon and USC and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I do agree with you. Um, but it's also sort of in my blind spot being over here on the East Coast. Rock, is it, is it only the Stanford tree that's finding a problem or is it more than one issue here? I think Stanford's just an interesting place. I just don't think that they're as, you know, with all the Olympic sports that they have, I think they, I think they honestly care more about that than than they do necessarily the football team. And I think that's that's a problem mostly at Stanford. I, I don't think that, you know, even teams in the Mountain West. I mean, look how bad like. Colorado State and Nevada are. I mean, and they're still still able to get fans to the stadium. I just, I think honestly, it's it's just a Stanford problem. Um, and I don't know. There's there's apparently big um, you know issues with the students versus versus the administration there. And I think that's added on to the fact of everything that's going on. So I think it's it's almost kind of. They don't care and kind of like a protest that they're not going to the games. One more thing here, speaking of, of protesting or games, if you will, um, we do have NCAA college basketball coming up. Real quick, thoughts, gentlemen, on the fact that the rumor is is that Gonzaga could be joining the Big 12. I'll hand this one over to Fred the Pharmacist first. I mean, that would be huge. I mean, Big 12 is – um, you know, they're going to be losing Oklahoma and Texas in a couple of years, but I, I think that that's, um, that's definitely a step up for, for Gonzaga and that program. And I think that honestly, it, I think it's good for college basketball and, and you might see Gonzaga, they've been doing fine in the NCAA tournament, but I, I think it's, you know, I think it'd be nice for them to have a little bit more competition. And for the teams that are staying in the Big 12 and, you know, Cincinnati and the others that are coming in to uh, to, to have Gonzaga there. So I, I kind of like um, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, I, I mean, I second everything you just said, Fred. I mean, I I like that their their schedule strength would immediately improve. I mean, they're playing in some of the big tip off tournaments and stuff. And obviously they hold their own. They're the number one team coming in this year, of course, on paper. Um, what'll be interesting is to see how Mark Few does in a power conference, you know, for an entire season. I still don't think they lose if if they have their sort of dynasty that's been going on. I still don't think they lose more than like four or five games, um, even with a tougher schedule. Like they are, they are a class of their own right now. Um, but certainly, moving into the Big Twelve would probably lessen their complete body of work. They're recruiting though could even take a boost if they're playing against better caliber competition. Um, so it, that's an interesting move. I would actually enjoy it. Well, that actually helps them with NIL deals as well, too. True. Very good. Yes. So, yeah. uh, Fred, any final thoughts here as the sun starts to rise on our NCAA Week 10 Coffee and Quick Picks? Let's just uh... – Let's just enjoy the day. It's it's going to be a great day of uh, college football. You know, get out early. You know, maybe go to an apple orchard. 
and then come back and just sit in front of the couch and, you know, enjoy, enjoy the games. Fernie, any final thoughts or apple orchards in, in your Saturday uh, sign off here? So we might be, uh, we might be doing a little bike ride this morning. I mean, that's not far from the apple orchard here in central PA. Um, but one, I'll give you one little bonus pick for tonight, a little teaser to get your NBA whistle wet. Um, I'm going Hawks minus two at home against the Pels. The Pelicans played last night. They, they're coming off a win against the Warriors. The Warriors completely rested everybody. But more importantly, they traveled overnight. So look for those Hawks. They were they were rested last night coming off a, a win. They're, they're a tough squad. I think they... Uh, put the hammer down on the pedals and also hopefully the Pelicans, they they were just recently injured. So I think there could be some uh, people resting in the back to back. So I like the Hawks right now while the line is still low. It's a beautiful thing. Everyone let's not waste any Saturdays here. We only have a couple more, uh, you know, uh, college football weekends before we start hitting conference play and before we start hitting the actual uh, bowl season and playoffs. So, we will be back on Monday with our Maction podcast. We want to make sure that we keep getting you guys on here. So please continue to click like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Know that there might be a little bit of a rebranding here, uh, even headed into bowl season. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. So for Fred the Pharmacist, for Mr. Fermi, and for myself, Dr. Goose, we thank you for joining us here on the Anonymous Gamblers podcast on our NCAA Week 10 Coffee and Quick Picks, where it's only a problem when you're losing. Have a great one, everyone.